This is the Born Offside podcast. Nine episodes in and each one of them is worse than the last. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to episode nine. That's right, nine. Soon welcome. we'll have so many. Ep- <laughs> He's gonna, Jason's singing. Just, I was gonna actually. Uh, we, uh, yeah, but it's just one of the things that I, you know, I just, I, I love singing. I'm sorry, you know. Well, and also we've been very sad at the fact that we haven't been able to have kind of like background music. So just supply it while I do it. Okay. Because it's a joke, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, I'm sorry, you're being serious. Sorry, go for it. Go for it. Don't, don't <laughs> sing. Um, re- we are already taking away from what's been a pretty momentous, monumentous, monumental, mental day in World Cup. Uh, it's really, really shaping up now. Uh, people are getting sad. Uh, there's going to be some tears. Uh, Maradona cried today. Um, <laughs> It's it's really like the, the the emotion of the World Cup. The first round of games, like no one no one is saying anymore. It's just the first game because it's not. It's the second game, and this shit counts now. <laughs> uh, and we're beginning to see, you know, things go wrong, people go down, uh, things get sad. Um, I don't think, mate. I don't think there's anywhere that we can start other than Argentina versus Croatia. And it was, I know, I think it's everyone must know what it is what happened but three nil mate three nil who saw who saw that coming me Uh, i saw it because i predicted it last (laughs) night all right didn't i didn't i I say the words modric and rakitic again and again and again (laughs) you said they were favorites you did say you were like oh i I dare say this they're even possibly favorites and yeah absolutely uh you know you you but you pretty much you did call it so Thank well you. Done, Nick. That's the first round of applause, although it be yeah. sarcastic. That's the first. <laughs> no, that'd round. be more like. You're right. You're right. That's different. <laughs> so one of the one of the first ever rounds of applause I've ever received from Jason. Um, Probably the last. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Uh, what. What a what a match! What a match! I know that we uh, usually do things in chronological order, uh, but that's just re- that's gone out the window. I'm sorry. We we're no longer going to be doing that silly chronology crap. Um, bye bye chronology. Bye bye chronology. It was there for a short time, and it must have enjoyed itself. But quite frankly, it's over, Mister Chronology or Mrs. Bye. Chronology. Sure. Yeah. All right. So um, look, chronology or not. Oh my God! What a what what a great game! What an absolutely great game straight away! If you're if you're not Argentinian, Argentinian, uh, is it Argen- I'm not. is it Argentinian or Argentine? I'm neither. I'm neither of those things. <laughs> what an incredible football match! Uh, uh, absolutely, we you have to you have to uh, say congratulations to Croatia, of course, for this one. That was an absolutely magnificent performance. What I mean, Rakitic and uh, and Modric just bossed it absolutely bossed it today they did mate and as a midfield duo i on- honestly think as a pair they're probably the best in this world cup but also as a pair while like they're equal- yes no yeah. no as a pair oh, as in sorry as, yes as, as there's two of them together they they work so well together um yep. they, they have similar skills their ball retention is excellent their intelligence the movement but 
Rakitic is much, much, much more pretty than Modric. Yeah, <laughs> look, you can't really compare. It's not very fair. I'm sorry, but like, you could put, you could probably put Mod- Modric into like, a, you know, you know those sort of uh, uh, posters that you stick on a wall and put a thousand different photographs of Luka Modric to make a bigger photograph of of Luka Modric. So, do you know the ones that are sort of like an like optical illusion? Yeah. Uh, it looks like him. You could go into every single one of those and he would never in any of those, uh, let's just say 250 photos of Luka Modric be anything prettier than a, uh, a person who's been bitten by a lot of wasps. Um, so look, he's, he's, uh, he's not the prettiest, uh, that's for sure. He's not going to sell too many duvet covers, but boy, does he get the job done. <laughs> well, Rakitic, on the other hand, must have an abundance of duvet covers. I think he does, yeah. Not, not only at his house, but at other people's houses as well. Small children and things oh, like that. Oh, you think he's bro- you think he's broken some hearts? I think he's broken some records. That's for sure. Uh, vinyl, you know, ones especially. And uh, I think uh, he's probably no. He's 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 uh, yeah. Look, I'm not going to go along the routes of, of whether he's a good-looking man or not. It it that doesn't matter. The fact, but you're very right. Luka Modric is is pig ugly. Um, <laughs> Mate, but, talking about things that were pig ugly, Argentina's performance, mate. It was, oh, mate, it was oh. just bad the whole time. It, was it really bad. was. Oh, it really was. I'm so dis- I'm look. Uh, I'm not saying that I, I'm happy. I, I, I like Argentina, or whatever. Um, I've, I've got mates who are who are you know Argentinian, and I've got uh, I've never had a, that much of a dislike for them because they they do play good football, and I love the beautiful game. Of course, there's the Maradona thing, so England, and then there's a small matter of the Falklands, uh, and it is a very small matter for the rest of the world, by the way. It's just a big matter for England. Um, it's uh, you know it. I, I, I realize the animosity in there, but I'm not that much against uh, uh, Argentina. And in fact, I, I, I wanted to see them do well and I wanted to see them progress to the next round, which they still can. Uh, but uh, th- like, I just, uh, you know, and it, it saddens me a little bit to see someone like Messi, you know, uh, who, who seemed to have all, all the, you know, the pressure of the whole nation on his, on his shoulders to, uh, uh, last night. Um, he, he just, they just, and they just couldn't get him on the ball in, a, in any sort of successful way, you know, and it was just an absolute it was very, mess. very strange because in the Iceland game, it seemed to be give Messi the ball. Don't go where you are. Give Messi the ball. And today mm. it was like, aha, today <laughs> we are not going to give Messi the ball. Well, that doesn't work either. <laughs> Surprise. Oh, we screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. It was, it, it really was, um, you know, and I, I actually saw more than before uh, as well, a lot of, uh, a lot of emphasis on, on, on Messi as if there wasn't already, but uh, Sampaioli came out at the end of the game and said, uh, I beg for forgiveness. Those were the first words that came out of his mouth when he first went to the reporters. I beg uh, uh, the fans for forgiveness. And, uh, for that mate, shirt. He's for, that, <laughs> for that low-cut shirt that he was wearing. Oh, my God. Hey, mate, at least if you're going to lose a game like that, like, go out in style. I don't, well, I don't know what he was doing, but uh, was, it, was it to do with, with keep getting more air under his armpits? I don't know. I don't know. Sweaty armpits is an important factor of this World Cup that you and I have already identified. And mm-hmm. we, call them, we call it Camachos. However, Camachos. however, his Camachos were just fine. Uh, to me, he looked like... Um, if you ever seen one of those uh, fashion makeover shows and they get a really, really ugly person on 
and they try a variety of outfits and then just settle on giving him a t-shirt and a blazer. It looked like that's what he was, but he's not a really, really ugly man. So amazing set of tats on him, like covered in tats. Mate, he's, he's, you're right. He's, he's not the, the worst. Why do we keep talking about the looks of, of, of men? You know, what's yeah, going that's on? What people, that's what people tune into this podcast for. Oh, God. All right, then. Okay, let's name, go down that Neymar, road then. Neymar's hair, Sampaioli's tats, and um, whether or not... <laughs> Machos. <laughs> Machos, and whether or not Rakitic has a whole bunch of duvet covers. <laughs> Um, look, I've, I've felt for, for Sampaioli, you, you, you and I both agree that he is a, a, a fantastic manager, a fantastic coach. You know, everybody knows he is. But, uh, but now, now yeah. though, is he? Because it seems to me that he might be something of a one-trick pony. Because uh, let's look at his success, like that, that Chilean side. Everybody mm. loved to watch that Chilean side. Three at the back, five across the middle, high press up the front really, you know, forcing errors out of people, playing with this endless, boundless energy more than the sum of its parts. Sevilla, yep. where he did uh, a season at, same story, three at the back, put high press up front, uh, you know, doing a team that was more than some of its parts against uh, teams with greater resources. But is it not the test of a really, truly great coach that when you don't have the resources to play the way you want to play, you find another way to play? And he's not been able to do that. Yeah, no, that's a, a very good point. Uh, yeah, it is. Absolutely. It is. It's, it's, you're, you not only have to change with your opponents, you not only have to change uh, uh, with, the, with the type of players that are made available for you, you also have to change with the times. And uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's a very, very good point. He's been playing that style probably since even before Chile, you know, uh, back to, to, you know, 2010. Uh, and maybe it's just time that he realizes that that style, which has, has been being used now uh, by so many other coaches as well is is just being found out uh, and uh, people are able to, to to get onto it it's a very very good point and um you know look if in doubt just get back to 442 you know what i mean <laughs> just, always always just... he's also a man who expends an incredible amount of energy i think he's going to die very young <laughs> He probably will. He should get his heart tested. He really should. Uh, it's going to be sad to see him go if he does go, which we will discuss in a, in a little moment. But, uh, uh, you know, we need to, we talked about it before the, um, uh, before the championship started. You know, we don't have a, 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 an Antonio Conte uh, on, the, on, on the sidelines, you know. And this, uh, you know, this was the best opportunity for us to be able to see a little bit of action on the sides. A little bit of action. A little bit of action on the sides. Mate, we should really discuss the action in the middle. We've got a fair chunk into the way of this show and haven't even discussed the goals the first the first of which mate oh my god like uh, i think you're could absolutely have been playing in willie caballero mate willie caballero willie caballero what was he thinking Mate, if if Sampaoli came out and, and begged for forgiveness, Willy Caballero should be... Ooh, I've got to be careful. I shouldn't say that. Look, if he could somehow get into a spaceship. And, <laughs> yes. uh, uh, you know what it was? It's, uh, you know, and, and just get, get give the matches to uh, Sampaoli. Let him light the rocket. It's all good. The rocket's ready. It's pointing to the moon. It's pointing to wherever. It doesn't really matter because once he's gone out of the atmosphere, nobody cares where he is. Uh, but uh, he's a look. It was. Ah, it was. We we all know what should have happened. The ball came back to him, uh -huh. and he should he should have. 
ban it is, you know, down the pitch, into the middle, off to the sides, out of, you know, wherever, that's fine. He could even have tried to do a little juggle on his knee before he spanned it out. Mate, the he managed... Thing. Yeah, the, the, yeah, go on, sorry, yeah. Well, he, obviously he passes it to Rebic, but he didn't just pass it to him. He managed mm. to pass it to him in such a way that he made Rebic look really good. <laughs> hey, God, I'm going to give that guy a lot of credit for, uh, for that goal. I mean, he, that was not an e well, it, it would have been an, an, an easy way to sort of finish it. I, I, it you know, it would have been an easy finish had he picked it up and, uh, and then maybe even he had time to dribble past Caballero and go for it. But instead he turned around and smacked it, you know. And oh, yeah, it's yes, a beautiful yes. finish. Yeah, it sat up pretty for him and everything. But uh, I don't know what he was doing. I think he was playing in the park. And he just thought, oh, go on, mate. I'll just give it to you because you haven't scored for, like, the whole game. Uh, and I'll just give it to you. And just, wow, what a it's, – it's a clanger. It's an absolute clanger, you know. And uh, you, you think you think Caballero's gone. Here you go. Here you go. Go on. See if you can put that – wow, yeah, lash that in, didn't well you? Done. Well done. Well done. Well <laughs> yeah. done. No, you know what? If you watch the footage, he does – beat the ground in absolute frustration straight yeah. after he's done it, which was nah, a bit too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too little too late on that one. And uh, no, he's, yeah, oh, my goodness. I mean, he's, he's Argentina's second choice goalkeeper. He hasn't played much throughout the season. Uh, he's uh, just, mind you, their first choice, choice keeper can't even get into the Man United starting lineup. So, so he was, you know, I don't know where, where what's, what, what's happened with their keepers, you know? It's just unbelievable. I thought that they would have had someone decent in there. But, uh, and Caballero's not a bad keeper as well, but oh, no, he is actually sorry yes. he's a pretty bad keeper um I, uh, yeah no it was it was one of the the worst mistakes that i have seen uh, uh at this world cup and and how costly was it as well well very costly uh rebic who lashed it in um like a playground bully um lucky to be on the pitch no he, he had a nasty stab yeah. in the first half Mm, yeah, so I mean, these these are things that uh, I don't know whether they get reviewed after the games or not. But if it if it does get reviewed, surely he'll be he'll be out. Uh, but uh, I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see. I think for that one, um, I think uh, he was he was a little bit lucky to still still be on the pitch. You know, and you could add, you could add that to Argentina's woes and everything, but uh, you know, I, I, I don't think so. I think uh, it's 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 down to their own doing. Uh, it, it's been like that. It's this this defeat almost feels like it's been in the fabric of of Argentina's uh, um, build up towards this uh, towards this World Cup uh, already. It's almost like it was. On, it was really on the cards. Um, I've spoken to a few Australians. You've got to remember that they don't know much about football. Um, but even some of the Australians that I spoke to were, were saying that they weren't surprised. Um, mind you, those were Croat Australians. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> mate, mate, Luka, Luka Modric, is that yeah. the best goal by a known perjurer at a World Cup? Yes, 100%. Uh, we need to obviously go through our list of perjurers uh, to be able to see which one was the best goal. But without a doubt, what a beauty. Shift it one way, shift it the other. He had no right to shoot from that position. He had no right to shoot. <laughs> I all. love that expression. You have no right. You, <laughs> you have. have no rights. I have checked your list of rights. Here they are. <laughs> shooting from there is not one of them. Hang on. This World Cup is not in America where shooting is okay for everyone everywhere, but shooting from there is not allowed. Definitely not. Okay, hang on a second. Murder, no. Shooting, no. Perjury, yes. Okay, that's fine. 
<laughs> Throw-ins, no. Playing well, no. Okay? Get with the list, okay? <laughs> Jesus. You have no right, Luca. No uh, right. But, mate, he did. And now yes. he'll probably have to sit in front of a judge, you know? <laughs> again. Uh, again, yeah. But Which is not unusual for him now. He's getting used to it, so it's all good. Uh, he, this guy, uh, oh, man. Uh, Modric... He showed up for this one, didn't he? He showed up for this game. Uh, yeah, he did. He did. What I loved about it was, like you said, chop him one way, chop him the other, and then use him as a screen. <laughs> I love that. It's a really it's good. He did. He did. He used him. He used him as a screen. You know, uh, as a blackboard. Um, he kind of just sort of. It, it, it was just beautiful and we've all been there as well you know you, you you've got the player in front of you you've got the post over there it may it does make it that little bit easier you know that you know exactly where you can hit it so that you can go for it if the player is not there it's it's a little bit harder to to sort of uh, uh, adjust that distance but he's uh, still got to hit it with some power as well from that distance and he did and it was you know caballero once again i think could he have done better? Uh, I don't know. He got close to it, but uh, it was a really, really good strike. Really good. It was, it was very nice. And then uh, uh, our duvet cover extraordinaire, Rakitic, uh, <laughs> whacked one against the joint of um, bar, almost against the joint of the post and the crossbar, which yep. in a way is he's almost more aesthetically beautiful than scoring. You're right. Yes. Although I like the ones which smack against it and come back out. Like I'm not a big fan of the ones which smack the underside and maybe come out after that. I'm not. I'm okay with the ones that hit the corner, but the ones I really like are the ones that smack and come straight back out. Of me. Almost like you've been slapped in the face. You know, full yeah. on. Bang. Yeah. And there was one that Pirlo had in the in the last World Cup in the game against England from a ridiculously long range that swerves you know, a good 20 yes. meters both ways and then wax the bar. But then yeah. everything Andrea Pirlo did was just beautiful. Oh, it was beautiful, it, it, beautiful man. Like what was the comment that Mark Lawrenson had about Andrea Pirlo? He's playing in his slippers. And it was just one that let's not spend, I could spend half an hour talking about Andrea Pirlo and I'm not going to do yeah. it. Italy are not even here. They're not even here. Come on, man. Don't do this to them. Let's not, let's not review players who are not even here. Uh, one last thing on Argentina, Croatia, and I don't like to talk too much about other people's coverage of the World Cup because obviously this is the place to get all of your coverage for the World Cup. <laughs> uh, we are the one and only podcast you should be listening to uh, because we'll provide you enough knowledge for your pub-based conversations. But uh, <laughs> Pablo Zabaleta, uh, who indeed played... Uh, who plays right back for, for Manchester City and now West Ham uh, and uh, played, I think, some of the qualification games for Argentina, I think, before retiring from international football or maybe just not being picked, I don't know. But he was on the BBC talking about the game and he just seemed so sad and forlorn. <laughs> and, and then the, what I, I, and I really love it, is when a footballer has been in a country so long, they pick up the accent. Pablo Zabaleta has a thick Manchester accent mixed in with a little bit of Argentinian. It's lovely. <laughs> he does. Oh, man. It was... Um, oh, look, it's, it's, it's obviously never nice to see uh, people getting angry. And, uh, and, he wasn't angry. He was sad. Sad, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, well, I, saying that, I did say that it was one of the things that I wanted to see quite a lot at the beginning, you know, especially yes. fans crying. And I do remember seeing a child being, being restrained by his father in the, uh, 
in the crowd after uh, after they scored their third. You know, it almost seemed like he was ready to to start lifting some of the chairs and throwing them onto the pitch. You know, such was the uh, angst and anger of this poor little child. And something inside me just just smiled. You know, it was. Uh, <laughs> was weird but yeah no it's uh poor old Zabaleta you know I think he I think <laughs> I wonder whether the BBC actually got it right they knew that Argentina was gonna lose so they knew full well that this was the best thing to do bring someone in like Zabaleta and are, you just... suge- are you suggesting that someone at the BBC has a personal vendetta against Pablo Zabaleta no 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 I think they just want they just want to create a better show and a better atmosphere that's all and they thought like oh, how can we make this because it's a bit boring at the moment you know here we go beep you know you're know, all very factual how can we make this a little bit more more interesting more appealing to the uh, to the viewer uh, uh oh I, I, I know bring someone from Argentina on you know that'll do Zabaletta there you go so yeah uh yeah no absolutely poor guy uh, uh just just fit I, uh, yeah, like, like I said at the beginning of this, like I'm, I'm not totally against Argentina, and I want to see good football at the World Cup. Um, but you know, this is what the, this is what the World Cup is all about. You know, these kinds of upsets. There's, no, there's no World Cup that goes by uh, without uh, uh, forms of upsets. It just, it just doesn't happen. Okay, I know towards the end of the tournament, it starts to filter out, and the, the better, t- the better teams usually make it. But there's always some that fall, uh, fall by the by. You know, um, uh, a little bit earlier. And and we're talking we're talking about Argentina as if they're out and they're not out yet. You know they've still got a they've still got an, a a chance of making it. Uh, it, it. A lot everything pretty much just hinges on tonight's match uh, uh, <clears throat> between Iceland and um, and Den- Denmark. Sorry, Nigeria. No. Sorry, Nigeria. Sorry, yeah, yeah, Iceland, Nigeria. So you know if uh, if 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 uh, Nigeria beat Iceland, uh, then we're you know we're looking at uh, a. a, a, a basically a, a match where Argentina will just will need to 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 beat Nigeria in 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 the next match and then uh, you know and then there's there's a chance that they might go uh, go through so all is yeah. not lost their chances are actually pretty decent what they really really want to avoid is a, a an Icelandic win because if if Iceland were to beat Nigeria in the forthcoming match and we might as well preview that because we're talking about it now uh, if Iceland beat Nigeria that would mean that Iceland and Croatia could have a draw and Croatia would go through on top and Iceland would go through second. And I don't know there's so many, so many examples of that happening in World Cup history. Do you, do you remember yep. there was um, a Sweden versus Denmark game and if they drew 2-2, it didn't matter what Italy did. Yes. And, oh my God, remarkable. Look at that, it's 2-2. How did that happen? Oh, we're <laughs> Scandinavian, so it can't be anything dodgy because we're Scandinavian and we're lovely. No, come on. You cheated the Italians out of it. It's fine. Just admit yep. it. <laughs> it's fine because it was Italy. You know, it wouldn't have been fine if it was anyone else. Um, yeah, no, look, you know, Croatia through. Uh, they, they, can, they can take it easy in this next match as well. And they could be forgiven for resting, resting some of their better uh, and more influential players. Um, I'm not sure whether it's, it's ever a good idea, obviously, because you want the momentum to be continued. Uh, but uh, on, on the other hand, you know, you also want uh, uh, your players not to be so burnt out for certain matches as well. So, look, it, it could very well happen that uh, that that they do that in the last uh, in the last game. Uh, yeah. But I think this one, yeah, the, yeah. So this one, this one tonight, this is this is the the the, the real one. You know, Iceland, um, Iceland against Nigeria. I, I actually, you know, I'm, I'm tipping Nigeria to 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 do this one to tip that iceberg over uh, the top. But uh, anyway, yes. um, yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's your prediction. Um, 
I don't. I think that Icelandic team will struggle to go out and win a game. I think. Mm. I think you know their makeup is very much to keep it tight. And when when you're a team that looks to keep things tight, it can be a struggle to get a goal when you need one. Mm-hmm. Um, Nigeria can't be as bad as they were in the first game again, can they? I mean, they were very bad. Wow. Yeah, no, they were. They were very, very bad, and it's, uh, it's, it, it, they, they, they can't be. You, you'd like to think that they can't be, but it's, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, uh, we need to be able to, to, to I think, well, Argentina anyway, need to be able to hope that that they pull something out, and I think that they should, you know, because I think uh, that they'll be thinking about their nation. They'll be thinking about all the things that they did, and, and they'll be wanting to get to uh, get a little bit of, uh, um, you know, a little. Some, something good under their belts as well. They don't want to be sending everybody back, uh, back home without uh, without at least uh, some kind of a fight. So, um, mind you, I mean, their their loss to Croatia is when you see this performance against Argentina is is not all that surprising, you know, when you think about it. But um, but they did just lose to it was it was known goal and a penalty. So, uh, uh, you know, they they might feel as though they've got a, a, a at least some some form of a chance. Well, here's in a way hoping. The, uh, Argentina at least go into that last game w- without the specter of a Croatian Icelandic draw putting them out of it. And uh, <laughs> while they um, while they make their their prayers for for the upcoming match, we're going to take a slight break. And when we come back, uh, review the other games that happened today. Uh, yeah. There were other games, and we're going to talk about them. So we'll do that when we get back. But nothing impressed me at all. I never expected it to. Don't cry for me, Argentina. The truth is, I never left you. All through my wild days, my mad existence. I kept my promise. Don't keep your distance. It'll be hard to not keep my distance when you're not in the World Cup. We're back. And, mate, I want to start with uh, Peru versus France because the, the, the game we just talked about, Argentina-Croatia, and uh, we previewed the game for Iceland versus Nigeria tomorrow. The, mm-hmm. winner, the, the, the two teams that do go through that group, which, whichever one of the various permutations it may be, uh, will face um, the, peop- the two teams that come through from this group, which uh, – Definitely after this game, one of those is going to be France. They're, they're through. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> uh, so we've got France and, you know, and France, France, you know, yeah, I, I think I, f- I felt a bit bad, obviously. And I think the whole world feels bad for Peru uh, because they, uh, they brought something like 40,000, 40,000 supporters, uh, uh, I believe. Well, there was uh, officially, I think they said there was 43,000 supporters in the stadium, but uh, they must have even brought back, uh, brought even more uh, by the looks of things. And they've, they've lit this World Cup up, you know. It's, uh, it's been fantastic. Uh, uh, the atmosphere um, uh, outside of the stadiums, I've, I've heard, of, has been absolutely unbelievable. And it's been made fantastic by uh, uh, supporters from uh, Central and South American countries, at most, uh, m- mostly. Um, so it was, uh, it was this. This was a little bit of a painful match for me, and I think probably a painful match for many people as well, because France 
were just France, you know. Um, I, I thought that they didn't, you know, they they won without performing amazingly. They did play a little bit better, I, better I thought than than they played against Argent uh, against Australia. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's certainly in the first half. Um, but yeah, it's, it was yeah, obviously very sad to see Peru uh, uh, Peru go. It was it was heartbreaking this game for a variety of reasons. First, as you mentioned, Peru had to go home. Uh, Peru were very frustrating because they they played lovely football they tried to play from the back at all times which is very admirable and they got the ball into the final third in some wonderful lovely creative ways and then their touches in and around the box were just terrible they only had one maybe two you know good chances Guerrero uh, the first one which Lloris makes a save from he set up with a lovely touch it was a nice move but France looked more powerful they look very powerful i thought pogba had a very good game winning the ball yes. back high up for for the goal um yeah. the other heartbreaking thing about this game was is that uh giroud played a, a key go. part in winning it and i can't <laughs> I stand I watching giroud oh, I, I, it. It. I knew it and if you weren't going to mention it then i'm afraid i was going to have to he really he really did he was the he was the pivot no. Of the team, he was the uh, f- the fulcrum. Fulcrum? fulcrum. Is that the word? The fulcrum. Not it was the, fulcrum. the fulcrum. It was the fulcrum. It was the fulcrum of the team. The ball bearing that held the whole thing together. You know. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna have to. He was man of the match. Uh, yeah, he was. was uh, how many? Do you want some more? Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, like yeah, he did, and uh, I think it was uh, uh, his selection uh, by uh, by Bad Tooth Duchamp was uh, was vindicated in the end. Um, and uh, you know, I'm still I still have to close my eyes whenever he comes on the TV. You know, I just can't do it. Those teeth. What's anyway? Uh, yeah, look, he played really well, and uh, he held the ball up really well. And he and I think the the person who really benefited from from him being up there was was Mbappe. Uh, Mbappe. We, we, Mbappe. We saw Mbappe. Mbappe. Sorry. Okay. We saw the we saw him really come into the game a hell of a lot better. So I thought, yeah, Mbappe Mbappe was really good. And, he was uh, youngest yeah. French youngest French player to ever score at a World Cup. Uh, showed some go. nice touches, lightning fast. There was one point where I think a Peruvian player had uh, a half a pitch start on him, and Mbappe <laughs> just blazes past him. Absolutely, uh, yes, he's lightning that boy. You know, uh, when it, when, yeah, when he got the ball, he was you, you could see that the Peru, the the Peruvian defense were just were yeah, like fearful, totally fearful. They didn't know which way he was going. They didn't want he was. I could possibly accuse him of overcomplicating things a little bit sometimes. Like sometimes he gets, he gets himself into that position where he can play the simple ball, and then he just decides to take it that one that one step further. So, um, but look, he had uh, he he also had some great. Uh, 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 great shots, uh, which were were parried away in the first half, and I thought he he probably you know he could have got a he could have got a hat trick, uh, you yes. know maybe in this game. So um, yeah, uh, I think he you know is he going to come out and uh, uh, become the player that uh, a lot of people are hoping? Well, that's a, a question for us a little bit later on, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think I think he did well. I thought the the French team looked strong and powerful and composed on the ball and it, even though it was only one they seemed very much in control of, of that game i thought Varane and Titi uh did um 
did really well. Mbappe. Um, <laughs> I they they sound like a, a a wonderful song. Do you remember that Heinz baked bean advert where you had the Lady Black Mombasa, the the wonderful African choir, and they would sing, and and it would make you want a can of beans. It, I could I could see them singing Mtiti Mbappe like like it's a thing. Um, yeah. But would it make you want to eat a can of beans afterwards? I'm not sure about, I'm not sure any song has ever made me want to eat a can of beans before. I think I've been forced to eat a can of beans, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know the one you're mentioning, but whatever it is, if they decide to get a band in together, then just give me a call. I'll be your manager. We, we've gone to a bizarre place yet again. Uh, <laughs> but I think, I think we've concluded that uh, France were good. Peru, we're very sad to see them go. Not as sad as Pablo Zabaleta was on the BBC reviewing Argentina, <laughs> but, but definitely sad. Uh, they'll have one more game, uh, and that will be against Australia, who played also uh, today. So we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we will review Australia versus Denmark. Mbappé. No, stop it. Okay, stop it. <laughs> And we're back and we're promising not to sing anymore for, right, for the yeah, rest of at least this podcast. Uh, it's been very song heavy. Uh, yeah. I've, had, I've actually had a few people um, say to me, one of the reasons they listen is for our popular music references, uh, which seem to be stuck in the 90s. And we've, um, <laughs> we've reinforced that with a, a choice of Hanson there. Hanson, yes. The yeah, answer absolutely. to the pub quiz question there. Uh, we're back. It's, uh, I believe, part three. I, I certainly hope it is. And part three is all about Denmark versus Australia. Jason, you're in Australia. Give us your viewpoint on it. Oh, it, good. Uh, it was a it was a nice game actually. It was very good. I was uh, uh, I, I wouldn't in, in comparison to the other games. I wouldn't say it was the best uh, of the three uh, out of the uh, out of the evening's proceedings. But uh, uh, but I, I, I was pleasantly surprised with uh, uh, the fire uh, that uh, was going on with these matches. Uh, it was it was a really good uh, football match all around. Probably a fair result to be uh, to be totally honest. Not the result. Australia wanted um, definitely the result or a result that Denmark will be happy with uh, but uh, I think that uh, overall uh, on the on the first half performance for the Danes and, this, and then the good second half performance from Australia I think that it was a fair result all round so one one all in the end um, uh, highlights uh, uh, Ericsson's goal Woof. oh my goodness it was just so beautiful i mean the way he uh, uh just he, it's really difficult to control um a uh, a, a ball like that uh, th- that comes uh, and he's with his left foot uh, uh, as well so uh, probably a, a lot of uh, a lot of credit has to be given to uh, to your Jorgensen I believe he was the one who who controlled mm-hmm. the ball and that there was a beautiful little layoff uh, that he did in between the two players and took the two uh, two Australian defenders straight out of it one of them is called Sainsbury's and the other one's called Riz- Wisdom uh, yeah, well, you would imagine it was Asda in there or Tesco, but it wasn't. It was just Sainsbury's. I think they got exclusive rights to that back four in Australia. <laughs> um, it's uh, and they they they've also got uh, Cruz, uh, but it's not Tony. And I think that's one of the problems that Australia has. You know, their number ten is uh, is called Cruz, and 
Uh, not Tony, yeah. So it's Cruz, not Tony. So if they had Tony Cruz, obviously it would have been a completely different prospect. But uh, uh, Jorgensen's ball through to uh, 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 through to Ericsson was absolutely beautiful, but it still left a lot of work to be done. And oh man, he caught it beautifully. Uh, you know, on his left foot. Bang! I mean, the amount of power that was in that shot, like you know, the goalkeeper would have had to have been you know stapled uh, uh to the floor not to have been smashed into the goal if he'd managed to get in the way of the goal so uh he may have even lost his head so if you can imagine uh, the australian goalkeeper ryan with uh, uh two arms two legs a torso and no head um i think that's what it would have been so in a way there he he really dodged one um he did yes you're right yeah, good well on him done. but yes yes it did that that shot really Beat him for pace. Uh, Ericsson took it in such a way that uh, if he hadn't hit it that hard, I think Ryan would have saved it. But he he smacked it. Oh, bang! It was beautiful. Pow! Zap and kaboom! In it went. Oh, it's <laughs> lovely. I urge people to watch it because there's something magnificent about a player arriving onto a ball, making a true connection, and then the net rippling. As oh. the ball goes through it, I think that's what we all watch football for: is that combination of flick, bang, ripple. Like, <laughs> oh, it's lovely. It is. It's uh, uh, and and it was a yeah, fantastic. It's it's it. Like I said, the technique that you need uh, to score a goal like that is, uh, is, is very unique. I mean, there's, you know, players, no player can, uh, not, there's not every player in the world that can do something like that. And um, especially not a right-footed player. That kind of shot is the kind of shot that when you look at it, it's the kind of shot that a left-footed player would be able to do for starters, and it would have to be a world-class left-footed player. And this guy is a right-footed right foot player as well. So something special. It really was just something special. He is. He's been, he's been special for Tottenham for a while, as Christian Eriksen. Uh, mm. But it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough because nope. Australia got back into the game yep. with, with, a, with another VAR penalty. Paulson, second, two games, two penalty giveaways for Paulson. Um, he's just, what's he's that? Challenging. Okay. He's challenging, uh, he's challenging himself, I find, and he's challenging all of those around him to see whether or not he can uh, break the record for the handballs. Look, I mean, look, it's, it, it, if you're going to say that any, any ball that touches a hand, and we're talking about balls... To Jason muted himself again. It's a shame as he was saying many interesting, insightful things about touching balls with hands. Silly boy an actual penalty then that was a penalty because there is contact and the ball does uh go to hand so uh, ball, ball touched hand not ball hand touched ball touch, yeah ball touch yeah it was the ball's fault absolutely yeah it wasn't uh, it wasn't the hand's fault at all so uh, uh <laughs> so yeah look uh, uh, it's, it's it's the old age argument i think there has to be a little bit of discretion from the referee to be totally honest when i saw it on on the uh, uh, on the replays i looked at it my first reaction was he's not going to give it he's not going to give that because he's going to feel like Paulson didn't really know much about it his his arm is behind his head uh by the time the ball comes over to him so and there was no benefit in him putting his hand there what's he doing so no i i i don't think it is a penalty in in that sense but if you're going to say that every single time the the you know a hand touches a ball it's a penalty then uh, then that's uh, then that's a penalty 
Yeah, it, it's. Um, I also honestly didn't think it was. Been, I certainly didn't think it was a, a serious enough error to to turn it over. But I, mm. I, mate, I can't help but wonder if the ref was thinking, you know, Mila Yedinak has never missed a penalty. I'd like mm. to. See, I'd like to see if we can keep that run going. Let's give him a penalty because he he worked it in. And this now, mate, there's something about the sight of Mila Yedinak taking a penalty that I really <laughs> quite enjoy. <laughs> It's he's he's uh, yeah when all the focus all the cameras are on him and he's focused and he's yeah it's almost like he's about to um, get one of those battery rams and ram it into the into the goalkeeper's chest uh, and uh, push him all the way back into the net. It is he's 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 up for it, isn't he? He's up. For he's, it. he's totally up for it. And I think most goalkeepers are stood there and they're going, "If I save this, he is going to clock me. He is going to <laughs> whack me hard, probably in the ribs." I'm just going to lightly dive to the other side of the goal for this one. I, I, I don't want to be the guy that saves a million penalty. I don't want to be that guy. Just pray that it doesn't hit me, you know, and accidentally go in. I might actually, re- I might actually recall the ball and then put it into my own net afterwards. Yes. yes, if you think it's going wide, just grab it and accidentally throw it in. Willie Caballero uh, style. Oh, mate. It's, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Poor old Willie. Oh, my God. Hey, you did a Willie. So, uh, you know, uh, is, is he going to do a willy? Is he not going to do a willy? We just don't know. Willy, will he do a willy? I don't know. Willy, <laughs> well, he didn't, did he? <laughs> so he he just decided, he just decided not to do it this time. He was, uh, he was, uh, he was really clever. He was really, oh my God, these are going to go on for a while. Um, Stop me, please. I am stopping you. Um, Thanks. Uh, music reference again. Uh, the official World Cup song is by Will, Big Willie Smith. Um, going back oh. to Willie Caballero, I think that was Little Willie style. Oh, look at that. Willie won't he? <laughs> Get Willie Wonka onto this soon. <laughs> we have, Sorry. We've gone a long way away from Argentina versus <laughs> Croatia. Was, uh, Argentina versus Croatia. I want to continue though. No. no. This, okay. no. Denmark, right. Australia. We are talking about Denmark, Sorry. Australia. Oh, okay, uh, let's get it. Uh, yeah, let's get it over and done with. Uh, it was a hard-fought match. Uh, the two of them, uh, uh, they deserved a draw. And now, uh, permutations, uh, permutations, percolations, percolations is the right word. Percolations. They are uh, uh, very simple. Australia need to win, and hope that Denmark don't get something in the next game. So that's uh, that's pretty much all it is. So uh, uh, Peru out, France are through. And uh, do uh, do France deserve it? Because France, uh, I don't, I'm not sure if you're aware or not. Uh, I think you are, actually, uh, because we, <laughs> we spoke about it yesterday. Anyway, France decided in their warm-up to this match to uh, uh, play the Spartak Moscow under-19s team. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and they played uh, as a second-string side, uh, which included people like Giroud and uh, Mendy and a whole host of other uh, stars and they only just scraped a 3-2 win in what was apparently a very hard fought uh, match now i watched a couple of the highlights of that and i tell you what the uh, the spartak moscow kids uh, and, and that's what it was they were all kids they had, every single one of them had guaranteed acne um was running <laughs> running around and they were running rings around them they were actually running <laughs> rings around them and i think at some point in time they must the french must have thought like what the 
what the hell are we doing? Who the hell's put us into a, a 90 minute competitive match against, uh, against another team full stop, but against a team that came out all guns blazing and, uh, and did really well. It was two all until quite close to the end. And, uh, uh, and I think Giroud or, or, or someone I can't remember, but, um, you know, put them three to ahead. But apparently the French press went absolutely ballistic because it was an embarrassment. Uh, they played really, really badly in front of everybody. And, uh, and yeah, and they almost, uh, uh, they got a couple, almost got a couple of, in, picked up a couple of injuries with that game as well. So, um, yeah. Well, well, well played Deschamps. Uh, <laughs> that concludes, um, uh, that concludes uh, the reviews uh, and in Jason's uh, infamous parable of the review leading to the preview, which leads to the review, which leads <laughs> to the preview. I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh, we are now going to stop the review and get to the preview we're coming back with part four, where we're going to talk about the games that what which will be played tomorrow. Can you tell me who will still care? Oh, care. Mbop, Badubadop. Badubop, Badubadop. Badubop, Badubadop. Badu, yeah. Here's part three, not part four, Dave, you idiot. And we're back with, I think it's part four, it could be part five, I'm not quite sure, but it's the preview part of the podcast. Uh, we've already pretty much previewed um, the Nigeria-Iceland game, but mate, I wanted to get out for you my stat, which I haven't been able to do. I think you're going right. to love this. I've got a stat on this. Now, Come on then. Everybody's spoken a lot, right, about how um, Iceland is a tiny, tiny, tiny little country. Yes. Um, and Nigeria is a very large country, especially mm-hmm. in terms of population. And Nigeria is a country where the population is growing at an incredible rate. Um, mm. And indeed, in Nigeria, in the last 12 months, their population has grown by 5 million people. Therefore, mm. if you do the mathematics, um, the maths, um, uh, Inside a joke there. No, if you watch Peep Show, you'll know what that is. Anyway, if you do the, if you do the maths, you'll be, you'll be able to work out that it would take Nigeria just 26 days to grow their population by the size of Iceland. So essentially, Nigeria are able to produce an Iceland every 26 days. <laughs> oh, where would they put it, though? Because it's very hot. You can't put an Iceland in Nigeria. You know, it just get very hot and it, it, the whole ice would, would melt. But anyway, uh, but that's a very interesting statistic. Where are they getting all these people from? Or are they just producing these people? They're um, making them, Jay. That's the make, way the making... population grows. Oh, I thought you, I thought you meant that there was an influx of... Uh, of, well, of that's of, possibly of, true. Yeah, yeah. That's I, th- I thought that's what possibly where the the sort of angle that you were taking on that one as I well. I don't know where Nigeria is getting these people from, or if they're making them. All I know is that their population is growing. <laughs> Something has to be done. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's fine. Let them grow it. Oh, okay. Iceland right. is very small, and Nigeria is very big. That's my point. <laughs> Yes. Well, there you go. So uh, uh, that's a, a very interesting one. Thank you very much for that uh, useless piece of information. <laughs> game uh, game but, reviewed. Let's move on. Uh, who else we got playing tomorrow? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's oh. right. We have the, uh, the small, the small little um, country, uh, Brazil, 
are playing against Costa Rica. And uh, mate, it's like massive Costa Rica, <laughs> huge, massive team. Um, Costa Rica uh, aside, uh, the big news coming out of the Brazil camp, and this is pretty massive, mate. Neymar's yep. cut his hair. Vindaloo, Nene, Nene listens Nene. to this podcast. He must do. <laughs> he must do absolutely because uh, uh, you know he. It, it was. <laughs> this is something that we we harped on about <laughs> quite a bit, and actually, um, uh, you know, social media has harped on about it as well. He's just been trolled, the poor guy. Um, and I've got a. He's. I've got a. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've got an interesting little um, a pointer here as well, and, and uh, something that he came out and he said because he wasn't happy. You know, he wasn't a happy chappy with everybody criticizing his hair, and uh, and and so he came out and I, uh, I'll, I'll I'll quote this to you. He said, "I am what I am." Okay, so he, this was his message. The message message to my critics. <laughs> I am I am what I am. Um, I did not get here because I'm a nice guy. Uh-huh. I. I did not get here because my name is Neymar. Okay, well done. <laughs> I Wouldn't, did it not get... Wouldn't it be amazing if you did get places because your name was Neymar? <laughs> my name's... Can I come in? My name's Neymar. Oh, yeah, you can like it. There you go. Hey. Hello, it's a nice name. Yeah, you yeah. can come in. <laughs> um, I did not get here because of my haircut. Yeah. <laughs> true. <laughs> true, true. I got here because of my football. Right, so what I was thinking was like, did he did he lose his football or something? And that's how he got here because he was looking for his football everywhere. It's like, so, so oh, is anyone see my football? So, yeah. ah, so he lost his football. He's one of the kids down the park. He kicked it. He was at the Dell, you know, and he just kicked it over the bush, you know. And he was like, and he went over the other side of the bush. Went over the other side of the Dell because there's another Dell on the other side of the Dell with a couple of other people playing football as well. And he went over to them and went, excuse me, excuse me, everyone. I did not get here because I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I did not get here because my name is Neymar and I did not get here, and he's pointing his hair at this point, because of my haircut, all right? True. I got here to this point in time because I'm looking for my football, mate. Has anyone seen my football? So yeah, like, <laughs> I think he's done it. He's cut his hair. Very well done, Neymar. I'm going to give you a, a round of applause, but I think it's a yeah, it's going to turn into a sarcastic one. Uh, Mate, and yeah, he's 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 done it. He's done it. Well done. Those those words sound very much because Neymar's uh, agent is famously his father, right? That's true. Yes. Uh, uh, who um who has made an incredible amount of money selling his son. Um, <laughs> and. Um, it's pure envy on my part the job in the world that i would most like to have right now is nene's dad um <laughs> pa- papa nene um papa nene. Papa nene. <laughs> but but that those words that you just you just um enlightened us with sound very much as if uh, papa nene is sat down with baby nene and and has said to him nene nene did you get here because you're a nice guy yes papa <laughs> no no, baby Nene, you did not. <laughs> did you get here because of your haircut? Yes, Papa. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> Why did you get here? Football. Yes, you got here because of football. <laughs> at, that, at that point, he's sheepishly looking down because he's got it wrong three times in a row, right? Sheepishly looking yeah. down at his feet, just going, football, Dad. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that's why you got here. Remember, all right, God. And, and will Daddy sell you for increasingly large amounts of money as we travel around Europe? 
Yes, Papa. <laughs> I want to go to Paris next. Let's go. <laughs> Away we go. Yes, son, yes, Papa. son, you will go where daddy can make the most money. <laughs> oh, mate, it's... <laughs> It's unbelievable, really. Honestly, serious. Like his his hair actually hasn't changed that much. I don't know if you've noticed or not. He's just it's he's shorter. just trimmed, just trimmed it, trimmed it. Yeah, <laughs> it is better. It is better. We can't we can't yeah. hide from the facts, mate. We have to be fair. It was <laughs> terrible, and now it's bad. <laughs> totally. But he couldn't shave it all off now, could he? Right. It just would have looked like a complete idiot. Uh, so uh, yeah, no, he had to at least. Uh, yeah, he had to sort of stick by his guns just a little bit, you know. So. Uh, <laughs> No, I thought it was, uh, yeah, well, well done. Well done, Nene. You did it. You, you, you hit the Nene on the head. <laughs> well, done, well done, baby Nene. Um, mate, we should talk a little bit about the game. Who do we think is going to win, Costa Rica or Brazil? Brazil. Uh, well, yeah, look, uh, it's nothing like Argentina, you know, uh, whereby we, we thought there was a possibility, you know, and you called it quite well that Argentina wasn't going to be able to make it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me um neymar has made it through uh through his little injury uh where he was where he hobbled off in training so i think uh, he's he's through that which is good um uh there was obviously that little bit of a scare a couple of days back uh but uh, danilo is out uh, uh not that that really matters too much because isn't that the name of a chocolate anyway so uh yes. i don't know yeah so um so he's he he's he's out um but look they've they, i i think they they're, they're going to have and and this is really sad for me to say as well they're going to have a little bit too much quality uh for uh, um uh, uh for uh, for costa rica uh, i i would like to see especially after poor peru's uh um elimination yesterday it would be really nice to see costa rica do well uh but uh, i just uh, unfortunately uh, I just don't think that they're going to be able to make it we're, we're looking for a Brazil win uh, to take them top of the group um, and uh, obviously depending on what happens with the Serbia Costa Rica uh, Serbia Switzerland match as well so let's preview that because it's the one match we've got left Serbia are playing Switzerland uh, Switzerland started out with a with a draw against Brazil so they've got one point Serbia uh, collarobbed it into into the top corner to take on three points yep um the only kind of interesting angle I can find on this game is that three of uh, the Swiss players, including uh, Shakira, Shakira, this one's for Africa, Shakira, and <laughs> um, uh, Barami, uh, who was quite a controversial player in the first game, uh, uh, by, um, by ethnic origin, they are Kosovan Albanian. And, uh-huh. and Serbia and Albania, they don't get along. Mm, they don't drink many cups of tea together at three o'clock, do they? No. Uh, yeah. Look, there's uh, there is a bit of this. I mean, Serbia uh, has uh, you know obviously had a it's 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 it's, it's un- unfortunate in the sense that it is surrounded by uh, um, uh, by these issues and has been surrounded by by so many different eth- ethnic backgrounds and so many uh, people from different ethnic oranges around them uh, that they, they do seem to have issues with pretty much every country in the world. So um, it's uh, but uh, but yes, this uh, this could there could be some bite in this one uh, for sure. Uh, and Berami, when we're forgetting as well, he's he's an, he's a good player, you know, and he's the I believe he's the first. Swiss player to feature in four World Cups now, I think. Uh, so he's, um, he, yeah, yeah. So he's he's a, a real veteran, and um, uh, I, th- I think he's 
I think he's playing. I know he. Ha- I know he picked up a little bit of an, uh, uh, a muscle strain uh, um, during during training. I think, but uh, I think he's going to play. It's uh, it's uh, it is going to be a, a very interesting match. I think it's it's not going to be boring for sure. There's going to be some bite in this one, and uh, and I, I reckon I reckon we'll just need to see whether or not the bite is is as bad as as the bark. Yeah. It won't. It won't be. It won't be Luis Suarez bite. It'll be. <laughs> no. <laughs> It'll be like the more to the you know, abstract sense of the word, of the meaning of bite. Uh, mate, we should call it. We should call something I'm calling a draw. I think, and this is controversial, mate, because it's been a wonderful World Cup so far. Glorious, lovely games, little bit of shocks here and there, some great, Uh-oh. great goals. Uh-oh. Lovely, great goals. But I'm calling this, mate, this is the first nil-nil of the, of the tournament. Wow. Right. Okay. Okay. Look, it's a good call. Um, I, I certainly can't see it in any of the other games. Nigeria versus Iceland. There's a goal in there for sure. Uh, Brazil, Costa Rica would shock me if it ended nil nil. Although Costa Rica, you know, could, you know, just park that bus. Um, but, uh, but look, this, it's not a bad call. Uh, however, I think Serbia are going to have too much for Switzerland. They they had a great first uh, uh, first game, uh, and I think uh, I think SMS is going to come on uh, and uh, and show the world, you know, just how good he is. Good old SMS. So I'm going to go for a Serbia two nil win. I think. Uh, but uh, look, if you call the nil nil, I wouldn't be too surprised with this one. Well, I did manage to call the uh, Croatian Argentina game last night. I might have got all of the others wrong, but I'm good for one prediction a night. <laughs> one in three. That's what they call me. They call me Dave. One in three. Um, <laughs> which is a terrible thing to call a person is not, you know, a, a great success rate. Uh, <laughs> talking about things that don't have a great success rate, it's probably time to end this podcast. Um, hey! Hey! Uh, which we're going to do now. Um, so we're going to click the off button. Uh, you're all going to tell every single one of your friends to um, download and listen to this uh, just because you're nice people and that's what nice people do. Uh, If you listen on iTunes, uh, you should leave us a review and a five-star podcast. Remember, Mm. five stars is your opinion. That's what you (laughs) need. So click all five. Keep drumming it. Five stars is your opinion. Five stars. Yeah, yeah, and they'll be able to go to bed, you know, thinking of five stars. Wake up and give us that review. Well no done. I love the subliminal. A, no one wants to stay in a two-star or a three-star <laughs> hotel. Everyone wants wait, to stay in a five-star hotel. Five star. <laughs> Wait, just, just before we go, uh, uh, Twitter, Twitter, what's going on with Twitter? Oh, Twitter. we're on Twitter. We're still locked out of our account, but you can still tweet at us. And um, we will be uh, introducing... Uh, feedback from uh, listeners into this show uh, we've, mm-hmm. we've had a little bit uh, including uh, david in new york who um was was questioning via email uh whether or not jason should um reconsider his life priorities in light of the fact that you believed you've seen more football than you have kissed your wife mm. uh, uh, a valid, valid point valid point i like that yep <laughs> valid point I like that i will work on it <laughs> I'll, I'll th- no i'll think about it I'm not, I'm gonna, gonna, <laughs> yeah no 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 i'm not gonna one step at a time please i need to i need to mullet you know okay um but yes you can tweet us at instead of born offside which is the name of the show we are offside born uh so at offside born tweet at it we will take your questions and uh if we like them we'll answer them uh and there's a higher chance of us liking them if you start your tweet with i gave you a five-star review on itunes here's my question (laughs) hey good stuff twitter 
Twitter. Get on Twitter. Get on Twitter. We're going to get off this podcast. We'll see you all tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Cool people give five-star ratings and leave reviews. Bad people do other things like sell their children. Huh? Papanini. Three, four.